What's going on, everybody? This is Whiskey, Web, and Whatnot, your favorite podcast about Java, where we talk about enterprise apps and stuff like that. No, it's actually about Whiskey, Web, and Whatnot, and I'm your host, Robbie the Wagner. With me, as always, Charles William Carpenter III, and our guest today is... I should have asked first, but is it Argyle or Argyle? It's like the Sox, like the, the Scotsman okay. in uh, Braveheart. I'm your uncle, Argyle. Okay, that's what I thought, but I've it. heard Wes Boss say it uh, wrong then. <laughs> oh, he's very wrong over and over. I think I corrected him once, and I was like, you know what, dude? Keep it going. Just call me Argyle. It's like I got a cold call. Hi, is Mr. Argyle there? It's like, no, there's no Argyle here. Sorry, see you later. Nice. Speaking of Wes, do you th- when's he going to stop teasing us with like T-shirts and shit and let me buy something? What are they not for sale? I feel like they're brewing up a merch store for sure. They they are they definitely are. It's just been in the works for a mm. while. Anyway, I mean, can I buy a shirt that has eight tentacles on it? We should make shirts. I can send you a ton shirts. of ship shaped shirts. We don't have whiskey ones yet, but uh, yeah, we yeah. should get some. I, yeah, we should we should have swag. Yeah, I mean, we spend enough money on this thing though, so you know, well, when I get a sentry budget, when I get a sentry budget, mm. I will make a lot of merch. Hey, Sentry sponsored me on GitHub randomly. Them and CodeCove. Nice. Like, it Whoa. seems like they're just trying to, like, get free ad space on people's profiles or something. I don't know mm. what they're doing. Well, they oh. just got it on this show. Yeah. You know? Well, true. Mm-hmm. true. Well, he, he's coming on. We, we've actually yeah. paid him. We sent him some. David. Yeah, he's coming on. Yeah. Not Wes. Anyway. He's been on. Okay. Adam, can we talk tell about Tell the Adam? folks at home who you are. <laughs> no, and what Wes you do. is cooler. <laughs> my name is Adam. I work at Google. I'm a crafter of web interfaces. I've been in the industry 25 years, about as long as y'all. I still remember Cold Fusion, which I still think has the coolest uh, programming language name, Cold Fusion. Okay, so it dope. is a cool name, yeah. I mean, it's a cool name. I'm not saying it's the best language in the world, but um, yeah, I, I, I love this stuff. Dude, I soak up all of it. I'm a big JavaScript nerd. I come from typed languages, but I'm happily in uh, loose land these days, even though everyone else is like, oh, loose sucks. I want mm-hmm. I want handcuffs and like and I want like five voices around me while I type that all tell me I'm doing stuff wrong. I'm like, cool, you can continue deving that way. Uh, I hate it, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm at CSS at DevRel uh, at Google, and I just love this stuff. Yeah, DevRel or Dev Advocate? I mean, yeah, what's the difference? I don't know. Difference? I, Dev Advocate sounds like a preacher. You know, just, uh, if I'm an advocate, it feels like I'm a preacher. If I'm a DevRel, I'm like, no, I'm I'm relatable. I'm not. Mm. Uh, at the pulpit, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Preaching the the greatness that is CSS or something of that nature. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we can spend some time during this episode teaching uh, Robbie that his joke wasn't that funny at the beginning because Java can also make the web, so it kind of is included. Can it, though? Do you like mm. it if you're using it? Because I don't, but anyway... <laughs> Okay, I digress. Um, cool. So, should we talk about the whiskey? Yeah, you should. That's your shot. Yes. My glass, it's empty. I always like it when you when you hear the cork of yours mm-hmm. when you open it. Oh yeah, there you go. Mm, way to go, Robbie. It's good. Oh, let's see if I got it. See, hey, it works. Um, I should talk about it, but I'm gonna pour it first because you teared you know teed me up for that one. So we selected for you the Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof Rye. At 112.2 proof, uh, it is not age stated, has a mash bill of 51% rye, 37% corn, and 12% malted barley, which apparently is like the mash bill for most of their rye offerings. And then there'll just be some differences of 
what they put it, uh, the proof in the barrel. And obviously this one comes out at wherever it lands after, uh, I think they target this proof and then whatever time it takes to get to that proof. That's what they shoot for. It's probably like four to six years. If I had to guess. Right. Smells delightful. It smells like a, uh, Florida based barbecue joint. Huh? I was going to go a different route. I was going to say like, you know, there's like holiday cookies and there'll be like a little cinnamon, a little like sugar cookie with some cinnamon. That's what I'm getting. You're not getting that meat Mm. in there? Turns out, uh, no, but Mm. I was thinking like some of the spices might give you some, some of the feel of maybe the, the dry rub sauce or something like, yeah, dry rub. It's like like it's a little less smoky, I think, than, than like a Texas barbecue and more like, Mm. Not not a Memphis barbecue. It's not super sweet, but like that's why I said Florida. I was I don't know just bullshitting. <laughs> you mean Carolina? A little more mustard in there well, or something? Carolina uh, has that right. vinegar on there, right? <laughs> mustard or vinegar? Yeah. <laughs> You're t- <laughs> for some for for someone from Virginia their entire life, your Southern accent sucks. I, I can't do it on the spot. <laughs> I have to like warm up and, and go into it. I can get there. Got to be around the other folks to sort of invoke it out yeah. of you, you know that sort of thing. I, I liked the uh, the kind of spicy cookie because mm, it is very sweet. It goes down, it hits the palate like a syrup. Yes, but then it finishes off as it layers over your tongue. It brings the spice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The spice hangs for a bit, and I get more of the cinnamon and the taste. I, you said syrupy, and I was Some thinking nut, like nutmeg. nutmeg? Mm. Could be, yeah. could be. In some in the finish, I get some like flat RC cola. Kind of, you're always specific. Cola shows up in a lot of your, uh, a lot of your flavor palettes. There, yeah, it's never not Coca Cola, but RC Cola. RC Cola, RC Cola to me always was like a sweeter, like more syrup forward cola, a little flatter, but yeah, yeah, and a little flatter, but not like Pepsi. It always had like more sweetness than Pepsi for me, because like Pepsi, it feels a little just like flat Coke in a way, and then RC just sort of had its own thing going on there. So I have to differentiate for at least my own palate. And I hear a preference there then for Coca-Cola over Pepsi. There's your spicy first question, or what do they call it again? It's a hot, hot take. A hot take, dude. Yeah. So your hot take, what's what's better, uh, Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola, 100%. Oh, yeah. Same. All the way. Wrong. Wrong answer. Ride, ride or die. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, that's Ooh, all the Pepsi time we guy. have. Coca-Cola always... Uh, <laughs> coated my teeth with sweaters you know i'd always know i'd be like take a mm. swig of it be like oh well my teeth are covered in a sweater that must be coca-cola you mean like the uh, sugar well, residue you know that this is uh this episode is brought to you by diet coke yeah coke zero so i can't drink anything with sugar yeah. in it because my teeth are trash and it all hurts really bad so i can't i have to do mm. a diet soda so i don't have that problem with the coatings getting old sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, that's what i hear all right, uh, so we should circle back to the the whiskey before we go into hot takes. Like, yep. I'm not sure I trust your rating now that I your flavor preferences <laughs> are so far askew of mine. But uh, let's give it a shot anyway. Uh, for our listener, I know I repeat it for you every single time. It's uh, a highly intense scale of zero to eight tentacles. Zero being terrible, never give that to me again. Four being like, mm, this isn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad. And eight being like amazing, clear the shelves. I'm thinking a six and a half. It's delightful. It's smooth. It's strong. It's specifically that flavor palette that I want if I'm reaching for this. Um, but I can't give it an eight tentacles 
because that would mean that somehow it knocked me on my ass and I'm laying down going, my God, it's beautiful. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm not doing that, you know, so no, no. <laughs> it's delightful though. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm more like a five. It's above average for me. I like wild turkey products across the board. The Russell's Reserve line, whether they're rye or bourbons, uh, seems to really up. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, seems to really kind of do it for me most times. I like their regular Rye 101, and this is slightly better than that. This has got that sweetness that I'm not catching, and I like the even higher proof than 101. But uh, so I'm probably at a five. I'm gonna say it's a five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference and say <laughs> five point seven five. Um, <laughs> it's there's definitely Rye's I like more than this one, but this one's definitely not bad. Like. Given the choice, I would choose this one over many lesser choices. So, let's say, yeah, and it's uh, 55, 60 bucks in that range. I don't know, depends on where you get it, I'm sure. And the 101 is usually 35 or so. And so, I can see the quality improvement here. I gotta say, thank you. Um, this is very generous and kind of y'all to be mailing out booze. That's cool. Thank you. It's really I just, just about my getting kids Chuck arrested. We're working on that. <laughs> Well, as long as I don't send it USPS, it's not a federal offense, by the way. It is just against rules. And I have been in some shippers, not jail, literal, but had my account suspended trying to send. Speaking of Wes, actually, I was trying to send booze to Wes in yeah. Canada. Blame Canada. Wasn't that a South Park episode? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and they'll accept it and they'll say they're sorry. But uh, basically, I tried to send it as like collectibles and merchandising or something like that. So, you know. And spread. He's not going to open it. He's just going to put it on the shelf. Don't yeah, yeah. He loves the sticker or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it quote unquote broke, so they knew it was whiskey, <gasps> and you know, contacted Ooh. me about it and stuff. So I was just like, oh, Would you they can't? have Ace Ventura deliver it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, um, oh, you can't do that. Mm. Oh, totally sorry. It's just a promotional thing. Like, yeah, you know, we're not if... selling it, which is true. How could they prove so. that you put it in there, though? Right? Like someone else could have opened it and put it in there after you shipped your collectibles right yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah they drink it all spilled a little inside and said it was broken yeah yeah it yeah. is kind of true because they print the labels <laughs> at the office not like i go to the store and like have them pack it or even just have them do anything i just yeah i don't know good story there but yeah. uh yeah maybe if i end up in jail for that which i don't think is gonna happen also, these, this one, I think we, we, we've gotten smarter lately, though. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, we just find online retailers, and then they have the licenses. They mm -hmm. can ship you stuff, so it's not a big deal. Anyway. Sponsored by my, DeWine My spot. lips are feeling the wild turkey. Mm. Oh, wait. Should we explain why it's a turkey, too? Because the whole, the infamous episode that yeah. y'all were in. Well, that can bring us uh, to our first hot take is, should we have won for an infeud? <laughs> Yeah, I felt I felt like there were a couple of questions where you were you were led to the right answer, or there was some subjective decisions around like, no, Robbie, that's wrong. Goes to you, and then here's a hint. Well, I feel like that happened a couple of times. A rematch, huh? Is that sort of the request here? Is a yeah, rematch with a better judge? You hear that? Okay, well, well I'll, I'll let them know. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I um, think like. It's luck of the draw, too, because, like, mm. that whole, like, question around screen sizes was kind of bullshit because it's like, oh, what are these, like... <laughs> the whole thing's kind of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the, 
Yeah, they're, these are like not real things. Yeah. These are and it, they're sourced from like twenty schmucks. You're like who, the twenty people that submitted it. You're like I don't yeah. know who they are, and now we're trying to answer like we're them, right? Yeah. And so are you currently still the champion, or did anybody knock you out? Yeah, we have not been knocked out yet. We're sort of st- stumbling through successes. I mean, as you saw, it's not like we're like clear winners here. <laughs> uh, we just sort of at the end, like when we uh, went off against Shop Talk Show, Chris and Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember it came down to like one question. It was like, they either get this or they don't. And then we steal it and we take it and win it. Uh, and they choked, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, that fell in our laps. We're not really <laughs> reigning champs here, but we, we did, we have more points. I'll, you know, I'll take Some, it. Somebody's got to win. Yeah. That's, that's really true. what it comes down to. That's the Nate. That's the nature of the feud. Yeah. But anyway, that was, yeah, their third win there. So it was a Turkey was, mm-hmm. was the, the turkey. Uh, yeah. The reasoning so, behind this made it appropriate i like i like wild turkey i've always been kind of a fan of most of their stuff do you like like garth brooks um (laughs) i'm fine with him in what way as a friend yeah like i mean he hasn't he hasn't texted me back in a while so i I might be upset with him but uh in general i'm fine with him garth brooks always reminds me of high school my high school like was like a serious heyday for him and at least one prom would have like the dance as the theme or something to bullshit like that. So I was very sick of Garth mm-hmm. in the nineties. And I think over time, you know, can appreciate the musicianship and all of that. He was funny on SNL. Remember when he like became that rocker guy, Chris something for a minute, he like took on a different Oh, persona. he did the emo thing. Yeah, yeah. He was like a street flat bangs, black hair, emo dude. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he looked like Robbie Wagner back in the day. Yeah, um, Robbie Core. Yeah, Robbie Core. <laughs> and uh, and he was on SNL. It was kind of funny, but uh, I don't know. Why do you ask? I guess that's. Uh, uh, so Wild Turkey. He's got that song Wild Horses on the album No Fences, and I bought the record just like a because you can't hmm. find his music anymore. He's like isn't really in, on Spotify. Whatever. Oh, yeah, really? none of it. Hmm. I think actually hmm. a, a weird first album, some live random ass first album, just hit the thing. Anyway, so he's got that song, Wild Horses, and I hear Wild Turkey, and I just start singing the song. Wild Turkey keeps dragging me away. You know, the and Rolling all, Stones, anyway. and I think even the Rolling Stones, uh, it might have been a cover. It's a famous Rolling Stones song, and then someone did it. Wild Horses is a cover? Yeah. If it's couldn't drag me away, wild horses couldn't drag me away. <laughs> and I'll lose my wow, why couldn't I'm that gonna uh, win someday? Is that the song real? Oh shit, I'm gonna have to go look it up. Dang it. Ooh. Now that line doesn't maybe he's taken some liberties, but there's definitely mm. a very famous Rolling Stones song. And I wanna say in the nineties there's a female who covered it. I don't know who. But Shakira? It was kind of like a no, <laughs> no. In the in the '90s, I know uh, you weren't born yet, Robbie. Shakira but, was um, in the, maybe that was early 2000s. I don't know. <laughs> it's early 2000s. All yeah, right. I was just the yeah. first person that popped into my head. Um, yeah, I, well, the person that popped in my head was like Sinead O'Connor, but like, no, that's also not correct. Um, it's like someone like that. Yeah. So Man, I'm like embarrassed that I didn't know that was not an original. That's like if somebody brought you up or like, hey, let's do this as parents. Let's promise me right now on this show that you'll do this as a parent. You're going to teach your kid that Weird Al wrote all the originals. That way, when they go to a party <laughs> and they and they hear Beat It, they're going to be like, 
who ripped off Weird Al? This version stinks. You know, and just be like, dude, this is Michael Jackson. They're going to be like, Psh, what a rip-off loser. <laughs> then they're going to be like, no, he wrote the original and be like, dad, rah, shakes his fist at you. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I've so, always thought of like, that would be pretty great. told Caitlin it would be fun if you just like teach Finn like three things wrong. Like you commit to everything, but then you're just like, <laughs> you know, this pizza is what called a cheeseburger or something. And then like, just, just, just watch what happens later in life. <laughs> Like, mm. but we're, we're not doing that. I just I thought approve. it would be fun. <laughs> Parental trolling is, is, I approve it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you want to, you want a hot take depending upon whether you are a spiritual person or not, you potentially could be teaching your child to uh, talk to an imaginary friend. So, you know, Ooh, Ooh spicy. Hot. <laughs> I said potentially whatever else. Yeah. I'm, you know, Hey, nobody it's, knows. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm not spiritual. Oh, actually, I was born and raised Mormon, and I got better. Um, <laughs> you recovered. <laughs> nice. Where did you, uh, where were you, where did you grow up? Pacific Northwest in Seattle, which okay. has a surprisingly strong, and then I do have family in Utah. But Utah is no longer dominated by the Mormons. Did you know this? Even though they still dominate the booze laws, yeah, uh, they do not dominate the majority. That's interesting. Like, yeah, essentially, they're very concentrated in, like, Salt Lake and Provo, right? That kind of, something like that. They were worldwide. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still worldwide. Yeah. yeah. We actually have a, I mean, used to at least a pretty large community in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, when I lived in Tempe. That's where my brother did his mission. Nice. Nice. I was going to say, when I lived in Tempe, <laughs> we're somewhere we, near used, there. we used to get them knocking on our door <laughs> sometimes. We're like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. Uh, but good luck to you riding around on your bike in the summer in Arizona. Yeah, cheers, you 18-year-old naive person. That's great. Yeah. Is it 18 Uh, or is it 21? I can't remember. For the the mission, I think it's 18, actually. Yeah. Is it 18? Yeah, I blocked it all out. (laughs) That's fair. Makes sense. (laughs) I didn't do one. I was the prodigal child. They were like, "Ah, the oldest didn't go. He's probably in LA doing cocaine like that movie we saw. Weren't you? I should have been. That would have been a cooler story than I sold shoes in LA. I was just a shoe salesman. I rode to work. I dressed at full suit. Really nice shoes, probably like $300 shoes because I got some free ones from work or whatever. And I'd rise. I was so poor. I rode a Razor scooter to work in my suit and then just like hopped off it and walked on the sales floor. It was like, I'm here. I'm an emo kid in a suit on a Razor. (laughs) I'll sell you you some Ferragamos. Let's go. (laughs) Whoa. You sold the fancy shoes, though. So if you were were any good at that, though, you might. Yeah. Yeah. If you're any good at it, though, you might not be here today. So. Look. It actually, in, in my opinion, it, uh, it directly correlates with why I'm here. I'm not just a g- engineer. I'm an engineer that can talk to people and I can sell mm-hmm. uh, because I have a lot of sales history. And it turns out being able to sell stuff is good, whether you're a designer, a developer, a manager, a PM, a CEO, an exec, everybody is pitching and selling. And you either know how to do it or you don't. You either look like a wiener when you do it or you look like a you know a, a tough cookie, like a, like a rock that you can't budge. And they're like, just listen to the rock, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. You look like a wiener, like a guy in a in a beanie inside his house. <laughs> hey, I was wearing a normal like baseball cap, but that puts like a shadow over my face, so I, yeah. I switched before because mm. I didn't have time to shower because my day has been shit. And we're not going to go into that, but uh, <laughs> we should go into. There's no school today for my kids. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Your segue. You're very good at this. Is yeah. CSS yeah, is. a programming language? <laughs> no. Dude, what kind of idiot thinks that writing text 
into a file that runs with something is a programming language. Yeah. I don't care who, uh, you know, no, the answer is a, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course the, it is. It's the same as Machine. people that think HTML is a programming language. What fucking morons. Like, there is no Dude, way you my can. My mom can make it, yeah. <laughs> anything, I, I argue that anything parsed, any text parsed by a machine is potentially giving machine instructions. Yeah. Which HTML does. It does give machines instructions. And Ca- counter CSS. question for you is sheet music coding, is that a programming language? Are you programming humans by putting notes on the lines? Are the are the humans the machine, but you're actually still authoring, reading, or writing code with sheet music? Mm, I think it's adjacent. If that's, a, I don't know. That yeah, it's, maybe adjacent. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> under that same logic, like essentially, a story is programmed. Yeah. Then because any, you're any instructions written down for something or something. Why only written too? I guess now we're going to go outside of text, and you know, am I being programmed in ways when I take in media or you know, watch a movie, watch a show, oh, yeah. play a game potentially? Because there's trying to evoke emotion and response and thought and all those things. Here's my hot take about CSS: is it's the only web language that delivers types and enforces them at runtime. Ooh. It's a typed language that you don't just throw it away when you compile it. <laughs> TypeScript. You're like, I'm going to write in a typed language that then I take everything that I did and I leave it at the door before I give it to everyone. You're like, mm. that sounds genius. Great idea. Uh, temporary type safety. That's mm-hmm. a great feature. It's type safety for the humans, yeah. not for the machines. At, at dev time, yeah. So it's like yeah, to time. make sure but you're doing time. the right stuff, not to make sure that your program is doing the right stuff. I like this irony that the native languages all were typed out the box, right? You got your Objective-C, you got your Java, right? So typed languages, and they're looking at us on the web, and they're jelly. Yo, they're jelly of us writing JS. So they go and make Swift and Kotlin, inferred typed languages, very loose-looking, omitting mm-hmm. semicolons, all sorts of the cruft and the dumb shit, because that's the smart choice. The smart choices make it smaller, easier to read, Anyway, it gets really verbose. And they said, so then what did we do on the web? We said, we want what we don't have also. So we too shall make, we'll make a typed language and we're going to act like ours. Is, and I'm just like, look at the world that we live in. This is so funny. Uh, the way that we all can't be happy with oh, never. our own in- dev environment. No, no, so. because front end engineers got shit on as being like UI peons for so long. And now as a community, it has been flipped on its head and now it's like so super complex and yeah i would say under that like same ideology why does an mvc framework come to the client well you know because fuck Cause off back, you can back end guys yeah <laughs> well yeah let me show you well we have to we have to show them how how big we are in the front end uh, we can do it too here watch me what was with the first mvc frameworks you used or or like but what was just before prototype remember prototype js that's when like hardcore backend people came into the front end and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna structure up this shit for you and your yeah. your stupid little kid language. And I was like, you just made a big file with lots of words that does the same thing as like my single stupid function. Like what? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, lame. I do think like yeah. there was a time and place for it. Like we do a lot of crazy shit now for like you know I I spent eight years building this thing that optimizes everything to go twenty milliseconds faster. Like, can anyone fucking tell? Like, 
You know, it doesn't matter. Like you before, know, it mattered because like bills can tell. The only DOM API was like nothing, so it was like, oh well, we kind of need jQuery. That's and stuff. true. You need a jQuery right. pad, yeah. yeah. Get yeah, elements yeah. by tag name was whack as hell, yeah. especially when you didn't even have good reducers and filters. Like we didn't have like, oh man, it was crappy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see why tooling had to get better, and the hardware side of like offloading things, computing power to clients to a degree, obviously. The easy argument is always like jQuery spaghetti or you know, backbone or whatever it was, you know, that you embraced at that kind that time. What felt like a good leap, but it's just continued to spiral. And that's whatever what I Whatever code enjoyed. I didn't write is spaghetti. That's what it sounds like <laughs> to people. It's like, oh, I, oh wow. I never create spaghetti, but I read yours and it was mm -hmm. spaghetti. Yeah. You're like... You just don't hole. understand it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just don't understand. No, I created a lot of shitty code, I'm sure, all over the place. Get the job done sometimes. So maybe yeah, I just wasn't you that smart. To. It's hard to say. Yeah. I didn't invent I mean, any we all of these learned things. on the job for a while, you know? Yeah. It's nice. It was nice. You got a client that's like, we want X. You're like, shh, don't tell him I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll figure it out and then we'll secretly make it look like we're hella pro at the end. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, this was amazing. I know. Yeah. You didn't see the other 14 iterations we went through, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Here it is. I don't know so why it took six months. I'm going to bounce around because that kind of goes into a topic I had on here. I'm curious about the secret CSS features. What's the biggest bang for my buck? My boss is like, oh, I need, you know, this to really blow people away in a demo and you have like a week to do it. Not necessarily the fanciest stuff, but like what's the, the best, easiest way to be like, you know, cool animations or like I know the view transition stuff is cool these days or whatever. But like what what's your recommendation to make things flashy real quick? All right. I got an answer. I even have a talk I gave a while ago. The pitch was a prototype speaks a thousand comps, a thousand design comps. If you make a prototype, you can create this illusion. So uh, you can create a PWA that installs the home screen which means you get the app icon on the home screen. You tap it, it goes full screen. It looks exactly. And as long as you make it fast enough, you could even go Jamstack. The link clicks can load a page so fast that they won't even know that it wasn't. Uh, anyway, so you can create this illusion with a PWA that can make you, you could go land $3 million in seed money by making a really badass fucking PWA. But the short answer is, hell's yeah, it's view transitions, dude. That shit is amazing. You sprinkle, a, it's one of the most magical fairy dust things you can sprinkle on your website is view transitions. You're like, oh, I'll just give this shit a name and then call an asynchronous function right before I mod the DOM. And then, oh my God, morphing. <laughs> and it's like off the main thread. And then you can customize it. Oh shit, dude, that is some really fun stuff. But also, if you have extra time, if you've got an extra day, you want to stay up late and have half a bottle of you know, some wild turkey, go add scroll-driven animations and the new spec is very cool. I mean, you don't have to write an intersection observer anymore. It automatically knows when it's entering the viewport and exiting by how much you have words that articulate when you want it to begin and end. You can link to the entirety of the scroll or a portion of your own intersection with the scroll port. That shit is amazing. So both those combined together, you can blow someone away. It looks like you're building a native app. And then if you want to do the POA thing, you're definitely, you're in $6 million seed territory now. You're really knocking the socks off the fool that's like, oh my God, you did this in a week. The only bummer is don't tell me you did it in a week because those tools are going to ask you to just do one more week and finish it. And you're mm. like, oh, it's a prototype. It was an illusion. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, so what's, how much is, how much is the reality? And you're like, years. 
Oh, <laughs> years. Uh, yeah. yeah, the reality is uh, kind of far away. I mean, didn't you see I was logged in as fucking Rambo? Come on, Rambo doesn't <laughs> use this app. Uh, anyway, I was... <laughs> yeah. John Rambo doesn't even need technology. I mean, come on, he's living up there in the mountains, <laughs> defending himself. What was that, in, a, in an abandoned mine or something? Anyway, so... He's cool. I want to be him. Uh, First Blood was legit. Like, by... It got so campy by, like, Rambo 3, though. And they were just selling toys, and it was just super weird. And it's also like, why are you selling toys of this, like, jacked-up steroid man with, like, a, <laughs> it, it, you what know, like, Joe aircraft? jacked-up steroid man? <laughs> I challenge you to go look up those action figures okay. and compare Maybe them. Because G.I. Joe, especially, like, initially, was had proportions that were a little more realistic <laughs> as much as you know shooting lasers at each other and no one ever dies can be realistic okay but, i just looked it up and this is pretty ridiculous the rambo <laughs> toys yeah yeah i remember the rambo toys uh, i mean they were Lord, man yeah they, they're as bad as the masters of the universe like i don't know if you ever had any of those original toys wait isn't his name adam uh yeah adam grayskull mm. yeah. yeah and cringer who became uh battle cat and he-man of course I'm getting massive whiffs of caramel off my cup right now. Ooh, right, as it opens up, yeah. Oh man, it's it's dessert. It's, it smells like Christmas. Oh my Are gosh! You sure, it's not caramel color number forty-three. Mm. Yeah, that's how they make it brown. Yeah, yeah. No, it's nothing <laughs> to do with barrels in the wood. The... <laughs> no, I know. They don't have to list the ingredients. What are the FDA enforcements? Because there's no nutritional value here. I think it's zero calories though. I have found that it's not, it has nothing to do with, like, I could drink a half bottle of this. It's not that. It's the chips and cookies that I eat later. Well, mm, you but know, it's, yeah, it's a slippery slope because it makes you want yes. more chips and cookies. And I know. it has more calories than you think. So, like, and it, uh, it deteriorates muscle. So, if you lift it, it's like, well, doesn't matter what you right. did today. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it, also, it's but, great, though the brown fat it adds underneath or around your organs and all of that stuff. Oh, does it do and that? Then, you get uh, a fatty liver it, from it? Right. It's approximately 160 <laughs> calories per serving, which is like two ounces or one and a half to two mm. ounces. I guess so, I'm not having dinner. I think it's, a, no, maybe it's just 60. Actually, because l- liquors are better calorically than like wine and beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the but, best um, though is like the, the high noons that are just like vodka and like no other calories like and, yeah and like a essence of juice or something yeah anyway so we're taking this down a whisper. Our, our, it was our a path. whisper of juice yeah <sighs> there you yeah. go there's a little strawberry on there slight <laughs> slightly more than liqueur but uh still yeah, yeah, yeah. you know more about like thinking about a grapefruit while i poured this into my mouth um i want to talk about milk oh okay, okay. we we took that I mean, off the hot take so we would love to hear you your did. take on, on milk <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we, we had the it. primage and, and his episode will be a few away from now. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know. But um, <laughs> he he was like, yeah, I, I won milk. I did the, the jet skiing or the water skiing with the milk. And then like there was all those posts about like only white supremacists drink milk from the bottle or something. Which is so, so weird. Like he was like, it got kind of canceled, so we, we took it off. But anyway, tell us about milk. We don't we don't care if we're canceled yeah. or not. So I mean, tell us about your racism. I mean, milk. <laughs> Dang, I uh, I had I have so here. Okay, I've been listening to y'all's show. Good show. I love the, the, the all the three parts. Whiskey web went on it. It's good. But the milk question keeps coming up. 
I have no idea. I'm like completely naive. I don't know anything about the origins. You know, y'all are like, it had a thing on Twitter. And I'm like, I believe you, but I, I have no idea what it was. For me, I'm going based off of the Portlandia episode. Have you seen the Portlandia about milk? Mm-mm. Oh, man, it's so funny. They basically um, make milk out of all sorts of shit that shouldn't be making milk. Mm. And then they like try to That's sip real it. life It's now. absolutely disgusting. That's real life. Okay, so here's my stance on it. Here's my spicy take is uh, if it's just because it's white and creamy-ish or whatever doesn't make it milk. It needs to come from a mammal. Damn it. If it doesn't come from a mammal, don't call it milk. Call it white juice. If you made it with <laughs> almonds or some other fucking nut, I don't care. It's not milk. Stop selling me milk. Honestly, like milk. I think if yeah. you called it animal, almond anyway. white juice, a lot of people would buy it. <laughs> would still buy it. Yeah, milk alternative <laughs> is a better like uh, label of things. We This came up some sometime recently, and I, was, I, I have much the same feelings as you. I've made almond milk before, and all that is is like crushing it down and letting it sit in water for a while so it just absorbs some of that flavor. It's That's more like milky. Tea. There's no nipples. I'll do that tea. with paper, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put white and paper pulp in there. I'll make you some paper milk. There you go. It's a creamy white juice for you. We'll yeah. just call it milk. Maybe that's what I'll do is I'll start a whole campaign making things that uh, look like milk, but that everyone goes, well, no, that one's not milk. And I go, what's the difference between your stupid almond milk and this papier, papier milk? Papier. You know, I'll make it French sounding. Papier. Yeah. It's papier yeah. uh, milk. What do they call it? Uh, lech, lech, uh, crap. It's like Spanish, but it has its own. Anyway, I took French. Uh, yeah, so did I. I but uh, water is, uh, right? And. So, E-A-U is water, whatever. Milk. What was milk? It's not leche. Uh, the <laughs> cow was chevre, right? Cow was chevre. Oh, uh, that's actually goat. This is... Chevre? That's is goat. goat. Oh, yeah, chevre cheese. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I was just there anyway. a couple of weeks ago, so... Uh, it should be Whoa. more top of mind, but I did yeah. not order any You never milk got any milk? Did you get the special anything? Pokemon from there? No, I just the get espresso, so... Uh, what? No. I did not oh. get any special yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, no, Pokemon's not cool. I didn't, I didn't mention Pokemon. <laughs> okay, I'm upset <laughs> that it's not it. still cool because, like, Pokemon Go being a big thing was so cool for me for, like, two months when it was cool. Mm. And then I was like, yeah. okay, well, I can't play anymore. Get on Monster Hunter now. Just wait Dude, they just came out the new game. It's super rad. Capcom, Niantic. They can't, it's the same thing. You walk around, there's, like, a dragon a block mm, away cool. right now. And I'll be like, oh, man, I'm getting up. I'm going to go defeat that fucking dragon. And the sword fighting is super cool. It's, like, really modern, new age graphics in there. Is this on your phone or something yeah it's on your phone yeah it's like pokemon go except you're a monster hunter so you're not uh, just like flinging a pokeball at some little fucking squirtle you're <laughs> you're like taking a big ass electric hammer and slamming it on top of a rathos <laughs> and uh anyway uh i do have a, a a code you can put in when you join that's be like oh yeah this guy gave me the thing yeah. and I'll, you want to read it out any, maybe someone really cool. will use it when they when they join listening to this oh shit actually i, I could that'd be funny my kids like uh, the I game mean, is really cool though Monster yeah, Hunter kids, now is the name. There's n- there's no way my wife is gonna let him a have a phone yet and then go out and fight dragons with it. We have enough battles over games in the house right now, so it is a family game. Oh, by the way, speaking of games, I raced my kids on retro games first. So uh, Galaga, mm-hmm. Pac Man, uh, oh, yeah. Millipede, uh, Donkey Kong, and it's been really fun. Some like and then since I have emulators set up, I've actually beat some of the old school games. Like I beat Super yep. Mario Three. Holy shit! Yeah. We have that in yeah. our house too. We have uh, I forget what it's called, but it's it runs like we have like thirty thousand games box, from my brother. I want to say yeah, like not Retro Box or something like that. I, now I can't remember. You mentioned what it, it in called, several episodes. There's a few of them these days. Yeah, my brother actually Refer just to mentioned it on 55. like some no, <laughs> right exactly on some old Dell 
like workstation and yeah, yeah kind of same thing and you can go every, every from everywhere like uh atari 26 2600 commodore all the way up to like nintendo 64 like so i went yeah, i'm obsessed yeah. with these i've got a pc all dedicated to it there's some really cool modern like have you heard of hyperspin Mm-mm. holy shit it's got the whole like okay so let's say you're like standing in front of a cabinet and it sounds like Capcom. You know, it's like ting, 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 ting. Things are swirling all over. So as you, like, select a game, which is also like Scroll Snap. I think you could build this mm. with CSS Scroll Snap just to, like, tie it back. Anyway, so it Scroll Snaps mm. in. As soon as it lands as the selected item, in the, it's the Snap Target, which, by the way, that's a CSS spec I'm working on. Snap <laughs> Target. You can then trigger loading the preview of the game. So it loads a preview of the game. All sorts of album art shows up. And then, of course, you can launch the game. So it's this phenomenally powerful video-enhanced uh, launcher for your emulators mm. so it's a front end they call it a front end for all the emulators oh um, that's cool it's called hyperspin it is the coolest of all of them it's also simultaneously the hardest one to set up it's so mm. fucking picky uh i have my referral code i'm gonna share it before yeah go <laughs> i for forget it. yeah okay you're, you ready everybody if you're playing yeah. monster hunter now type in uh as you refer six h p r six w eight w and you won't regret it the game is actually like totally uh, the, it's the coolest mobile game I've played in like four years. I honestly was playing Pokemon Go until I downloaded this. I've been playing Pokemon Go for like years. Yeah, I travel. There's no shame. And it's really fun. I'll be like... Yeah, I used anyway. to go like... So <laughs> this has been a while. I guess when it was like first out, I would take my lunch break from work, drive, get lunch, park, and like park next to a Pokestop and play for a while, and then go back to work, eat lunch after that. Like So I would basically have like two two lunch breaks um just so i could play more but uh mm, doesn't matter man. i don't work for them anymore <laughs> <laughs> are they in business uh it's rsa so i i hope so oh yeah they're doing fine <laughs> they didn't miss that extra few hours yeah. a week so i think it's totally yeah. good all right uh i don't even know where we're at anymore we've been bouncing it's, way just, around um hit me a hot take let's, let's do, it. do it i love tailwind or vanilla css Vanilla CSS, but, okay, so here, I, I'm so excited for this question, because I hear it all the time uh, in y'all's show, I get the question a lot, and I recently had a friend uh, needed a deck to get built, and I liked the I liked this metaphor of a deck getting built, because usually I think about, like, a house is as complicated as building a website, because you have to register the address with the city, you have to get water and electricity into it, it's like these external resources that you're piping out and back into the house and then you have to feed the water through up into the bathroom right and then you got your ux engineer that's like making sure that the handle uh, is nice and easy to twist and that you have the aerator you got to have the aerator at the end of the spout or else it just fucking leaks out instead of shoots out in a nice cylinder anyway right that's like a ux engineer's job and then you have your back end job which is to get the water to the room or whatever but the deck was a really cool one because basically he had a bunch of people show up to give him quotes and there were clearly two different types of people offering the job. One was an installer and the other one was a craftsperson that would build you a deck. So one person wanted to install a deck and the other person wanted to build you a deck. And this is a really interesting thing that we we are in the same spot right now where people want, generally they ask you to install some shit. Like your boss is usually asking, I heard some shit is really good and I'd like you to install it. You know, and you're like, all right, I'll install that or whatever. Or a client comes to you and they're like, I got X dollars, install me an app. And you're just like, dad, dad, that's the stupidest way to ask me for work, but whatever. Then you have your crafter. Your crafter is like, oh, I'll take your request and I will uniquely build you something and it will fulfill your needs for 50 years. 
versus the installer, which will do it cheaper and faster, but you're going to get fucking sick of it because they did something cheap. They, they cut a corner somewhere. No shade on either of these strategies. These are both valid things that need to get done. Sometimes decks need installed. Sometimes you need a crafted deck. And sometimes there's something in the middle where you're like, you install most of the deck and then you craft the railings or some shit or whatever, right? Okay. All this is to say, Tailwind is for installers. Vanilla CSS is for crafters. Neither of these people are wrong in their industry or wrong in the way that they're doing things, but it is drastically two different sides to get the task done. And it's a mentality thing. When you want to craft something, you want to hold each of the pieces and you want control over the niche because you're going to have opinions. When you install, you give the opinions to the thing that you bought and you, you trust it's going to give you things you didn't even think you knew until later you realize you didn't want them. Anyway, that's the thing. You're like, oh, I'm going to take this theme. I'm going to install this theme. This will really make me faster at getting this site done. Then you get the theme. And you're like, God damn it. I'm fighting it for days. Just trying to get this one little tweak. Shit. So anyway. Uh, Tailwind is great. I, you, you can integrate it with open props, my little library with just values. I think the workflow of Tailwind is phenomenal. The copy and paste ability for installers. If you're an installer, all you want to do is copy paste, man. And Tailwind has your back. That is the number one place for copy paste. Everything lives on the HTML. You take it, you steal it, you go somewhere else, you paste it and you're done. If you don't care, that's a great way to get things done. But if you do, and once you need to go off the rails, once you need to do container queries and you have to learn really weird micro syntax, that's when things start to get weird and you wished that you'd gone vanilla CSS and some sort of hybrid model along the way. That's the, I think, the hottest take on, on that particular question thus far. And I think Dax would be proud of you by not saying it depends. Yeah, so, it depends is the answer. Right. Do you but, want something installed? Do you, so it's like this guy. This guy didn't want a deck installed because the installers wanted to give him certain types of boards that didn't wear and tear over time, but don't look like wood. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I'm not going to walk around on your weird plastic shit. Oh, yeah. And but, everyone's like, well, but it lasts 50 years. And he's like, I don't care. And he's like, I want to paint my deck. They're like, oh, if you paint this stuff, it voids the warranty. And he's like, what the? And so he's like, I guess I can't get a deck installed because every installer is going to give me this particle plastic board that yeah. I can't paint. I want to paint my deck. So he, got, he had to get a crafter for this one weird thing so anyway that's good analogy i thought i think it's a good analogy i think it's a yeah an interesting take robbie do you have any knee-jerk reactions to that in any way so like thinking no i mean <laughs> He's i i'm a, a bit on uh maybe the other side of saying tailwind has solved css for all of us forever but um <laughs> like uh, i agree that some of the more complex and newer things like it takes a while for it to get abstracted into tailwind land and like then some of it how does it even work right like it some things can't work in yeah. tailwind and i don't think you're wrong if you use both either because you can you can use you know i i think having the quickness of being like i just want to throw like a five pixel padding on this and just use a utility class like i love that but then if you need to do something more complex there's no shame in also just opening a real css file and writing some shit like it's whatever you're more productive in but i think most people that hate on tailwind haven't tried it is the big thing is like i think there's a lot of benefits to using it and it makes you a lot faster for like the base case it's a, it's such a good workflow because so many people spend so much time in their component javascript file yep and having access and just staying there in your JSX or in your templating framework and just sprinkling in these classes and never having to even go to see. That's a great workflow. 
I, I can't challenge that with vanilla CSS. It doesn't have that. Vanilla CSS does have the back and forth. You either have to use CSS nesting and tie your styles directly to your DOM structure, which we all know has its trade-offs, or you put cla your own custom class names on everything. Oh my God, can I share it to you? Like one of my, uh, it's a hot take. Yeah, I might so not do take. it. I, I tweeted it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm just like, I, it's so funny. Uh, people are like, I love Tailwind because I don't have to name anything. I'm like, all you fucking do is name shit, dork. You, you name your functions in JavaScript. You name your variables in JavaScript. You name your rows. You named your columns. You named your... You name everything. And well, for you to sit here and tell me to my face that like naming classes is somehow the one thing that just really grinds your gears. I'm like, I, man, you need to look around at all the other shit you named today. I do you agree with like that, Weird though. little thing. Like, maybe not to that extent, but like when you have, say, let's say three nested divs, okay? And you're like, the outer one is like the container and then the next one is like the whatever and the middle one is, like, what the fuck are those things? Like, not having to care and just throwing utility classes on is nice. Them wasn't that hard. But Come it's, on. yeah, but also, if you don't care I what the name them. is, yeah. just name it whatever. Be like, one, two, three, done. Let's just like, let's just admit then what it is is you're struggling to come up with verbiage because you don't yes. come from a design background. And so you're looking at a problem that's fucking foreign to you. And so to you, you reject it as bullshit. Mm -hmm. When the reality is, it's like everyone else is happy. If they're in design land, they know the names of these things. They named them. It's to them, it's fine. Yeah, so it's they should have like told me the you're names. You're comfortable naming JavaScript stuff. <laughs> you're comfortable naming everything but design-related things. And so it's like I think a lot of people just have this... They just reject designy things and they like, ah, oh, this doesn't get me further in my career, right? This is mm. kind of why I like that Chuck is always constantly like saying like the front end is like a valuable skill. Like we need front end developers because they're doing a lot of the work that the JavaScript engineers that are all hardcore mode, quote unquote, or whatever, don't want to do. And that doesn't make them better or worse. Like this is a team effort. What I love about building a house and the analogy of building a house is no one shits on each other in the role that they play. The electric engineers and the plumbers and the, the interior decorators and the people doing the stairs and the, how they feel, like they all respect each other's roles. We don't do that on the front end. It's weird. Yeah. For some reason, we like have stepped ladders. And so it's like, it's okay if like it's hard for you to come up with a name for the middle, middle container. And I don't expect you to, but it's just, to me, it's weird in retrospect. If you step back and you're like, dude, how many things did you name today? And you're like, I named a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. But that and one was the hardest one to name. Yeah, um, and people like to anyway. go complain in public about it, right? Because they can't complain in their job. That's not like an acceptable forum to be like, I don't want to name all these stupid CSS things. Hey, designer folks, come name these things for me or something like that, right? They don't feel like that is an acceptable path. They have a little frustration. Let me go over to this platform where people bitch and moan and then bitch a bone about something that doesn't matter. You're also not wrong, Robbie, dude. It's totally fine to not like naming classes. I just, uh, I just liked. I, no, one yeah. day I was like sitting down, and I realized for myself, I, I had sat there and I did. I named the columns in my database. I named all the functions to get it. I was naming all the backend routes. I was creating six naming structures, and then like just to get some data. And then I was like, oh my god. And then I was trying to name a class, and I was like, what do I name this? And I'm like, I just look at me. <laughs> I was like, this, ah, well, I hey, think you're right. Look, look at you, humble bragging that in the same day, by the way, you were naming database columns and CSS classes. Yeah, full in cold fusion, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, no, just kidding. It yeah. is the coolest name. It is the worst language I've ever worked in. But it, maybe that was a product of that particular company in time or something. But yeah. I don't, I don't understand why it exists. But I, I do think but, you're right that like, it's a separate skill designing and UX is different than like the technical side. If your designer 
doesn't name all their layers and stuff in the design and you're like i don't know what this box is you're like boxy thing you know so unless you're like interfacing with them daily and like really talking about why are we doing this and how is it helping users to have these four boxes or whatever then you have no idea and also a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't care because it's not benefiting their role like i had to fight so hard for the roles that people that didn't want to write javascript at many companies that i worked at where i was leading and i was like no 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 you you can't just promote into js you can't because you're going to take the people that do the complementary work for them and squish them into that role just so that they can make more money. And I'm like, it's not fair. We need both roles. The person that made the calendar widget beautiful and gorgeous and accessible is not the same person that made the data ready for the calendar widget. And if you think that somehow one is better, you're supporting the poor choices that we've already been making in the, in this industry at our company. And like our company needs to be the place where we can feel safe that these are roles that we all, ah, oh, geez. And dude, I never won. Well, it was so tough. It was super brutal. Of course, because like companies don't understand the ROI of that until maybe they get sued or something. Because I think you touched on a very important point there, which is it takes a lot of knowledge and care and work to make sure that you're providing an accessible web. I don't have anywhere near the appropriate understanding of accessibility, right? Because I know that it takes dedication and time. It takes an individual that is valued in a role like that to do it and to work for it and to implement processes and everything else into companies to make it a reality. That's probably why the ROI for companies hasn't been there because they haven't been sued enough or something because it's, it's easily dismissed. And even if it gets implemented initially, you can see it get chipped away at too over time. Yeah, there's a guy I know that was coming into web who'd been writing apps for a long time in various old school languages, new school languages, whatever. Anyway, he's writing web for the first time and he's been doing it for about a year. And he very honestly, and I love this take, he goes, of all the languages I've ever written, HTML is the hardest. And he goes, it's not because it's hard to fucking write. It's because it's hard to be considerate and appropriate given the edge cases and the needs of all of the consumers of this. In fact, I want to follow this up with a hot take also, that the front end is the hardest job. And here's why, is if you're a back-end developer, you have one consumer. Well, you have a, we well, have like developers that are consuming like your API, they're using it, but you have one runtime to worry about. You have Node and you have it locked at a fucking version. Do you realize how nice that would be if I could lock a human at a version? If I could lock a browser at a version, if I could require a browser version, if I could even require a fucking browser, if I could require the screen reader that you use, here's the thing is when you do front end, I have eight bosses to beat. You have one final boss. I have eight. I have to beat Chrome, Firefox, Safari, and screen readers on Android and iOS. I have to do Safari on iOS. I have to do all, these are all bosses. These are all consumers of the thing I wrote. They're all different. They're all subjectively different. They're all and this thing, you write a backend service, you had one consumer, you have control over it. It's like super unfair in comparison when the front end is I have, not only do I have multiple browsers and multiple screen readers, I have people consuming what I built. It's a visual, tangible thing that I built and people are not 
machines. They have extremely unique needs that you have to meet. And unless you want to be a butthole, well, yeah, go ahead and be it. Which is kind of what a lot of people choose to be a butthole. Anyway, what I'm saying is the front end has at least eight final bosses and every other language has one. And it is, oh, okay, okay, that's, take that with a grain of salt. That's the spicy part. Anyway, so like, this is why it's so hard is it's not just a single consumer. It's human subjectivity combined with a matrix of runtimes. And that is so hard to deal with. I get it why everyone goes, oh, I don't like it. It's because it's super duper hard. Just quit making it sound like your job is somehow better than that other job. This is just like building a house. Quit being a douche about it. Just do your role and be appreciative that someone else is doing that role. Because, and in fact, go give them kudos for doing the thing that you think sucks so bad. Like, don't crap on them. Make them feel good for it. That way they'll do it again. If you keep crapping on them, they're not going to come back and build you an accessible calendar widget. They're going to be like, deuces up, man. Here's my two middle fingers. I'm out. They're like, actually, I'm transferring to the back end team. I'm going to start challenging you for that next staff role, motherfucker. (laughs) Right? I'm going to bring in the newest MVC framework and make you look small, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Your cold fusion API sucks. I just made one in Rust that's (laughs) so spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, yeah, spaghetti code. I'm gonna write clean ass <laughs> Rust. You know, yeah, I, I do <laughs> yeah, think anyway. like backend. You know, kind of in the same vein is very data heavy and logic heavy. There's, you know, roughly one right answer. Whereas like it's more like art on the front end. It's like yeah, I don't fucking know. Like I gotta support all these different uh, vendors and whatever. And somebody decided Flexbox is different in this browser for whatever reason. Like we're in better times now where. It's not as bad, but like it was really bad for a while. And it's like, it was really bad for a while. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't had to fight IE6, you don't know what problems are. That's what I think. Anyway, I I like that this show is mostly just hot takes. It's just like shit on things the rest of the time. (laughs) I mean, is there any point to anything else? I don't know. Are you are you left or right handed? Those look like right handed guitars, but maybe they're strung upside down and you're actually Jimi Hendrix. Rad question. I am right-handed. Yeah, there. Uh, oh, here. Wait, I've been practicing banjo. Do you want to hear? Can I play for you real oh, quick? Oh, sure. You have a banjo? Nice. I love banjo, actually. Are you going to do dueling I... banjos with Chris Coyer? No, 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 no. I like banjo. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. Coyer's <laughs> got, the, got a banjo down there. Coyer is awesome. And banjo is somehow like the... Uh, I've been playing guitar and other instruments for like 20 years. It seemed the scariest one. I was like, there's no way. I can learn this amazing instrument. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a banjo lele, and then I was like, I love this, uh, but I want more twang. And then I got a banjo just a couple months ago, and I've been obsessed. It's mm. so cool. Jerry uh, Garcia was like a studio play. banjo player before Grateful Dead. Oh, the pressure's on, though. Let's see if I can do this. Nice. That's sick. So, are it. you picking each string individually? We can't see the bottom, so. Uh, I'm doing claw hammer style. So, I'm doing like a. Uh, your index finger is punching the string. While the thumb does the drone note. Okay. So the little one is always hitting the drone. Oh, shit. 
Um, it's like a really interesting instrument because like the strings are kind of like an electric guitar, mm. really thin, really easy to hammer on and pull off. Uh, but the right hand is all the magic. And so I've got the claw. I'm plucking uh, a main note with my index, brushing the strings, uh, hitting the drone note, and combining it all with a bum diddly, like a... Mm. There you go. I'm getting a little bit more relaxed. You need more wild turkey. It's turkey time. Uh, sounds like home. I've been you know, obsessed. I'm, the kids so, are so tired of it. They're like, I'm from the bluegrass state, so you know, it sounds like home. Have you? Uh, awesome. I forget what it was called, but like the special that uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short did. Have you oh, watched that? I know what you're talking about. Well, no, I, I haven't seen. I it haven't. Yet, he right? has. He's a very. Recently. He has yeah, some kind like of good. line where he's like, you know, the the banjo is like. You know, how is it different than a guitar or whatever? It's like, well, a banjo is very technical and you do this and that and whatever, and a guitar will get you laid. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's the most Steve Martin thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. That's funny. Yeah, I love banjo. I love songs that integrate banjo into like one of my favorite bands is Travis. And they have Ooh, a couple I'll of songs. I'll put them on my with, playlist here. Oh, they influenced Coldplay. They were like early. Mm. So the song is called Sing and it has banjo in it, for example. Have you played Outerlands, or is that what it's called? Outerlands, Out in Outlands. Space? Is it in is space? That a game? Uh, it's space, what but it, it has banjo. It's like an astronaut that will play banjo. It's like got really cool music, exploration, space. But he's like, it's got a lot of banjo in the music. Mm, I, okay. I think no. I played Outerlands. I don't remember banjo though. Or I think mm. it was Outlands. Oh shit! I don't know. Sound like an old person. Yeah. Get those Otis Spunkenmeyer cookies. Outerlands is it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know I play most <laughs> of the out, ones. Is it Outlands? Right? No, what's the one game you play? As I don't know. I'm playing uh, Starfield on the right game now. I mostly play. No, well, yeah, I'm confused. Okay, well, I am How playing I uh, Tears of the Kingdom right now, so I'm kind of a liar. But mostly, like eighty percent of my gaming is FIFA. Dang! No, I missed yeah. those episodes. You talked about FIFA. Yeah, I'm like FIFA. FIFA. Oh, I know. I especially, I was really cool. heartbroken when Stadia went away. Because that was like my yeah. FIFA everywhere kind of thing, and I had to kind of figure it out. I did end up getting one of those uh, Ali Rog, like it's basically upgraded Steam Deck, and that's been that's been a better. Nice. I like my Steam Deck. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Asus released their version of it, slightly uh, more powerful, a little bigger screen. So I hadn't. I was almost going to buy a Steam Deck, and then this was released, and I was like, okay, I'll try that one. So nice. same thing. But different. Yep. So the I like games. Tears of the Kingdom. Me and my kids beat it. It's awesome. We just totally played the whole game together. It's great nice. family bonding. I haven't started yeah. it yet, unfortunately. My son is playing Breath of the Wild actually a bunch, and so I help him some there, and then he'll watch me play Tears of the Kingdom. And yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate timing because Diablo Four came out, and I had to play that. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to get on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I played that, that, and now I'm playing it too. The the game that I was thinking about is was called Outer Worlds. Is that the game you're talking about? Oh shit, maybe, dude. Hold on. Was it recent outer... or because it was this was like Worlds. a couple years ago? Uh, I think. No. Then maybe not. So you got an astronaut playing banjo on it? No, I don't think uh, so. No, outer Worlds is a different one. Hold on. Let okay. Me see yeah, I don't know. This sounds fun. I be I usually come out of hibernation on FIFA, basically for like Zelda games and Star Wars games. Hmm. I was very interested Those in that good, cyberpunk game, but I didn't. You should check out Starfield. Do you know about Starfield, Chuck? 
I don't know I about do. things. So I do, yeah, and I would love to play it, but yeah. Starfield is by Bethesda, so it's like uh, Skyrim in space. I have a plan. Yeah. I have a plan. Let's build an awesome POC PWA, get that six mil, and then just like yes. take a year. And just play games? <laughs> Thinking about apps, but mostly playing games. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and we'll tell the VCs. I found, I found the soundtrack. Hold on. And here, how do you feel about Italy? Because I have been following this this uh, Twitter account. It's called Travel Tirement. And he will post up a bunch of like very inexpensive European homes in Italy and France. I mean, you're talking about like some decent sized places for less than 200000 So we can buy that. That's headquarters. Let's get one big enough. Maybe spend 300000 yes. Headquarters, yes. bring the families there because we're incubating. Takes a takes a village. What I've learned in life, as long as that village isn't related to me, people are more apt to kind of jump in <laughs> and uh, and and figure it out. But we gotta, you know, we'll PWA and then get to that. Do they have internet there though? Because Italy is notoriously yeah, internet. bad. Actually, none of internet. Well, they've worked on in- infrastructure for quite some time for a few different reasons. They had a bunch of those towns that were getting more and more like not quite abandoned, but like they were losing their their newer generations to jobs in the big city and technology and stuff. So there's fiber in a bunch of places mm. and they have approved the digital nomad visas. They just don't have the process in place for mm. applications and stuff. So like many other European places, they got the nomad visa, they've got the infrastructure there. So it's not, it's not bad. And in the North it's, it's less chaotic. Yeah. In the North they have good internet. Yeah, in the south they Lake Como. Uh, we can go get a spot by George. Yeah, hang out by the lake, be inspired. We'll share his Starlink connection for the north. That's right. <laughs> Bring your banjo. It's my retirement plan. It's just hammer on that thing. Uh, okay, so the game was Outer Wilds. Okay, and yeah, it's got a soundtrack with lots of banjo. That's pretty cool. So we're uh, kind of we'll running out of time, but before we end, I do want to ask, if you weren't in tech, what other career would you choose? Mm. Oh, uh, super easy answer. I'd be in the gaming industry. So just like we're talking about right now, y'all are dreaming the game industry. That's because that's what I dream too. In fact, I've got a, a business plan. I'll just share it right now so someone else can steal it because I'm probably <laughs> never going to do it. Let's just be honest. That's fair. Is many people want to make games and they they do and they sit down and they build them and then they get them on steam and they totally didn't fucking do the ui and then and you can tell that they don't like the ui and that the ui is an afterthought because either the keyboard doesn't work or the controller doesn't work or some shit like that so i'd like to start an agency that just builds your ui we'll do the hud we'll do the start screen we'll do the setting screen we'll make sure you get all it's almost like building a bootstrap or a and like an aria kit for gamer for game builders and that would also be the studio so you could either hire us or you could kind of buy our kit and after that maybe picks up some steam we'll make our own games in the studio powered I, by i like this idea yeah i think I like this, this idea are you legs. sure you can't raise on that yeah i'm, I'm work, i'd work lazy, on that man. i just want to build stuff i don't want to go sell it and get vc money i just want to build the ui so yeah hey, hey, if you hear this and you think this is a great idea i will sit down and i will build the world's best ui 
framework for either Unreal Engine or Unity. You tell me which one you want to target first. Give me a shitload mm-hmm. of money and I will take all of my CSS skills. I'll build responsive typography because the pixel values that are showing up on some of my screens are absolutely uh, ridiculous. Yeah. They no. need to be responsive. You need to have some modern shit in there. You can tell they build mm-hmm. UI in these games with like 15-year-old technology. Mm-hmm. Like they're, All the work is going into the frames per second of the engine, right. not into the quality of and, the DevX of building the UI. Well, Microsoft yeah, the lead sells you. Because Microsoft has bought every game company ever now and also does a lot of dev stuff. So if you're listening, give us big piles of money and Adam will build you cool UIs. Who was buying Activision? <laughs> I forgot. Somebody Microsoft. bought it. Microsoft. Like, Activision Blizzard. Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Gnarly. So they've got okay, that. Yeah. And and that stacks the deck to where if anyone's like, oh, should we build in Mac support for this game? Fuck no. Like, they can Fuck be no. like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Emulate that shit. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, I've got a name. I've got a name. I'm joining this agency, and it's called Graybeards. Because I got nice. some gray in my beard. I definitely do. Hey, yeah, Graybeards. And yeah, that'll let us age into some fantasy games that we want to make. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. There you go. Put it out there. I love it. So before we end, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I, I mean, I plugged the Wild Turkey. That's <laughs> uh, that's one thing. Uh, I, I So I've got a couple of podcasts, which is weird. I have two podcasts, which seems like totally exorbitant. Like, like you don't need that many. But one is with Google, and that's called the CSS Podcast. And I was very prepared. We sit down, like, and we make outlines. Like, that shit is totally, we break down the specs. It's really nice. 15-minute uh, episodes or so, and you get, it's the computer science side of CSS. So if you don't think it's a programming language, listen to that for five minutes, and you'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is as deep or deeper than the way that JavaScript works. I just never paid attention because I'm, Okay, I'm not going to call your name. Um, but the other show is called The Bad at CSS Podcast, where it's like me and David East, we sit down and we talk about, well, all the shit that's really hard. And by us talking about what's hard, talking with guests about what's hard, uh, other people will learn and hear and be, um, you know, the humility is there, plus the education. And so we we bring people on to, like Chris Coyer came out on, and he's like, I, wrote, I started writing down the list of all the things that I was bad at CSS, and I didn't have enough paper. <laughs> but it's actually kind of true, because CSS is, really hard it is uh, it is oh that's my final my final hot take is ai will write good css last out of all of the programming languages and all of the things it's going to be able to bootstrap for you and edit and do good at it's going to suck at css the longest so i think that job actually oddly has the best job security in terms of ai that's my that's my ai company just work just focuses on just CSS. better and better at css <laughs> <laughs> Too, too Damn company. you, Chuck! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll invite you out to the place in Como. George will come over with them all, bring the kids, having a, oh, a Nespresso. Funny. I don't know if oh, yeah. not an gone espresso. to Europe before. Oh, the, the, no, it's yeah, Nes- Nespresso. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the spokesman for Nespresso. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. <I got> you. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe. Leave us some ratings and reviews. We appreciate it, and we will catch you next time.